0: God, we just thank you for this time. We thank you, God, for your goodness towards us, Lord. Lord God, I just pray that this morning, no matter what we've been through this week, whatever's going on in our lives, that Lord, you would speak to our hearts this morning. That Lord, you would encourage us, that you would remind us that you are Yahweh, Yahweh saves. That your name is above all other names. That Lord, where you are, there is fullness of joy. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, your Word declares. And God, I just pray for that liberty to come into people's hearts and lives this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We've been talking about the... Uh, which one am I? am on this one now. Yeah, yep. We've been talking about the names of Jesus, and we're going to play a little video in just a second about the names of Jesus. I wonder if you sat down and wrote down every name of Jesus, every name of God that you could think of, what you'd come up with. This is what one man prayed and said one day about the name of God. I feel like becoming a Southern preacher right now. (laughs) Wow, that's my key. I wonder, do we know him? I wonder, do we know him today? He keeps saying. We've been talking about the name of Jesus, and I just want to say thank you that uh, a couple of people pointed out to me last week that I accidentally had a slip of uh, my uh, notes the other, last couple of weeks, and I was quoting the wrong verse. If some of you may have noticed, others of you may not. I want to say thank you for checking out my words and my uh, my slides. Um, I was quoting Isaiah, but it was actually Psalm 9, not Isaiah 9. So thank you for those couple of people who said that to me. This morning we don't have Kinder surprises, kids but we have special colouring sheets, and everyone goes, yay, yay, so, <laughs> where's, where's Sue? Maybe Nathaniel, do you, Nathaniel and Sally, do you want to be a helper, and grab some of those things, and pass them out to the kids, and uh, you're going to see some of those blanks, and you're going to see the blanks filled in up here, except it's not just like, that's, I didn't make it too easy, it's not like there's a blank and Jesus written there, it's like, that's too easy, you've got to listen, and, got, and if you can fill in all the gaps, I want to see if you can do it, that's, a, that's your little challenge for the morning. And if you're a grown-up and you, you need a challenge, you can take one too. We'll see if you can beat the kids. Um, oh, there's a couple more here, Nathaniel, if we run out too. Um, fantastic. We've been talking about the name of Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Yahweh saves. His name is Emmanuel. His name is... What did we do last week? I can't remember, so I'm asking you. <laughs> His name Is Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the Saviour? Thank you. Good job. You're looking at your notes. I want to ask you this morning, have you ever done anything really stupid? Hands up. Hands up if you've ever done anything really stupid. I mean, you think, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? Why did I go there? Why did I do that stupid thing? Well, when I was in my early 20s, I went with my girlfriend to Bendigo. Her name was Rochelle. Um... Uh, we, we went to Bendigo to catch up with one of her friends from uni. And we went to Bendigo and she, she suggested, oh, let's go for a bushwalk. walk. And I'm like, awesome, let's go out in the bush, this will be great. And she goes, actually, there's these caves just near Bendigo. And let's, how about we go caving? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, awesome, fantastic. So we go out to these caves, we, we're doing this beautiful bushwalk, and we get to this spot and she goes, rightio, let's go. And I'm like, where are the caves? Like I've been to the Jenolan. Ca- anyone been to the Jenolan Caves in New South Wales? And I've been to other caves around the place. And I'm like, caves are cool. But we're walking along this bush track, and all of a sudden she's like, let's 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 go, let's go in, let's go into the cave. I'm like, there is no cave. What are you talking about? And I I, I didn't have a photo of it, but um, I, I searched Bendigo Caves, and this photo came up. So I'm not sure if this is the exact spot. I can't remember. It's twelve years ago, or more, maybe I don't know. Um, But it looked a little bit like. Oh, I didn't turn it on. There we are. It looked a little bit like that. There's just this this big boulder and a crack. I'm going, and where are the caves? And she goes, this is the cave. And she just disappears into the cave, into the crack. I'm thinking, she is crazy. I I knew that a little bit anyway. And Fee, if you ever listen to this, we love you. You're a little bit crazy, but we love you. Um, And she disappears in this crack. I'm thinking... I don't want to go in there. It's like, that's crazy. There's going to be snakes and lots of spiders and who knows what's living down there. But I'm thinking, she's my girlfriend's best friend. I've got to be brave. I was like, I've got to be the man here. I've got to to impress because she could have an influence on what's going on here. And I thank God for the influence she had. And uh, anyway, so we go into this cave and we go into the cave, and we're under there for about half an hour. Rochelle and I were just debating how long it was for. We, she said it could have been 20 minutes. It could have been five, and it felt like 20 minutes. I'm sure it was at least a half an hour. It could have been two hours. Um, and we go into this 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 cave, and like there's parts where you, you get to great big rooms. They're, they're so big you can kneel. And the rest of it, you're just going like this. And like if you've ever met Fee, Rochelle's friend, she's tiny and Rochelle's pretty tiny and I'm, I'm like struggling to move through these caves and the further we go the darker it gets and unfortunately we came prepared we had our phones as lights and like this is 12 years ago when you had like a little screen this big and it's like there's no LED lights on this phone it's just like you're, you're searching by dim dim phone lights probably like one of those old yellow screens that weren't actually light like you know and we're in this cave and it's so dark and I've got to say, darkness is, is really dark. <laughs> darkness is scary. Darkness can be scary. Have you ever, ever been in a place where it's so dark, you wave your hand in front of your face and you're thinking, my hand's disappeared. I have no hand. <laughs> like when you're in complete darkness and you can see absolutely nothing and no light, your, your senses of anything around you is gone It's just a little bit scary. Like, we're into these caves, I'm thinking, I I think Fee's found these caves, I think no one else knows about these caves, we're going to disappear and we're going to die down here. Like, it's just a little bit scary. I I wasn't afraid, but it was just, you know, I was feeling for my, my girlfriend and maybe not. But when you think of darkness, I wonder what words come to mind. When I think of darkness, I think of fear, I think of loneliness, I think of confusion. When I think of complete darkness, I think of isolation. And, and when, when you're in complete darkness, you, you don't know what's around you and who's around you. It's confusing. It's, it's scary. It's lonely in darkness. But this morning, I want to say that God knows the darkness in your life, and He wants to shine His light there. God knows the darkness, He knows the confusion, He knows the fears, He knows the doubts, He knows the the things that sort of make you feel like you're isolated, those things that make you feel afraid, those things that make you anxious, those things that just bring coldness to your heart. He knows those things in your life and He wants to shine His light into those things, into those places in your heart, in your thinking, in your mind, he wants to bring the light where there is darkness. I wonder how many of us had a, a night light, or our parents left a light on when we were a kid. Hands up, if you had a night light, your parents left a light on, maybe there was a candle burning. Um, maybe it was a, a little oil lamp. I'm um, just saying, if you're camping, like you might have had an oil lamp. Uh, anyone have a night light? There was only three of us. No, no OK, about half of us. OK, now hands up if your parents were so mean that they didn't let you have one, even though you wanted one. No, just, saying, just just. Um, I think mo- a lot of people have a night light, and that's a bad picture, but it's amazing how one little night light makes such a big difference to a child. It's amazing how one little light changes the atmosphere of the darkest room. It only takes a little light, it only takes a little light to change the atmosphere of that room. Suddenly, a a, a child in fear goes, oh, there's a light. It's like, I can just make out the things around the room. It takes away the confusion, it takes away the fear. Now, I was trying to find a a photo of a a nightlight, like a traditional, normal nightlight, like my brother had. Um, And uh, I, I couldn't find one. And instead, I found these night lights. I'm like, "Wow, night lights have changed." <laughs> it's like you can't see them very well, but uh, yeah, I like the I like the car coming through the wall. You can't see it very well there, but um, those of you into telephone boxes, um, you can get all kinds of night lights. But you know what? A tiny light makes a big difference. Wow, that one's way brighter. Anyway. Um, and a tiny light makes a big difference because darkness never beats light. Where light comes, darkness cannot stay. Light always defeats darkness. I remember having this conversation with a mate of mine, and some of you may remember this conversation that you were there. Um, we're having this conversation about movies. And he's going, oh, I hate it how the good guys always win. It's so stereotypical and unrealistic. I'm like, hang on. You're a Christian. How can you say this is unrealistic? You you know what happens at the end of the story. You know who's won the victory. You know who's won the battle. It's like the story has a good ending. Jesus has won the battle. The the, the story of all stories is that the good guy wins. Light defeats darkness. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But it's just like all Disney, and just like, I'm like, oh, come on, man. But light always defeats darkness. It might be stereotypical. It might be cringey and cringey. Um, I can't think of the other word. Anyway, it might be seemingly stereotypical in a movie. But darkness never beats the light. I want to read to you John chapter 8. And if the kids have got a bit of paper, you might know it verse... 12, John chapter 8, verse 12, it says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. He is the light that leads to life. If we follow him, his name is Jesus, and he says, I am the light of the world. We're talking about the name of Jesus. If we know him, if we know his name, we will trust in him. He says, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. What does that mean? Does that mean since 2,000 years ago, the world's just been a little bit brighter, like the lumens of the sun are just a little bit better. No, it's nothing to do with physical light. It's about us realising that God knows the darkness of the world. He knows the darkness in our lives. And Jesus has come as the light to bring light into our darkness. And the darkness can never defeat the light. I wonder, who's ever been to see the glowworms at night? Who's ever been on a night walk, a night hike? Um, It's really interesting. At our grade 6 graduation I went to the other night, uh, so many of the kids talked about their highlight of their school time was the night they got lost on the night walk. I thought, (laughs) isn't that amazing? Seven years of education, favorite thing, getting lost on the night walk on camp. I'm like, that's fantastic. If you've ever been on a night walk and you're one of those groups like many that have one light between 10 people, You'll know that it's better to stay close to the person with the light if you don't want to fall over. If you don't want to get lost, if you don't want to get whacked in the face by all those branches that they sort of push out of the way and go under, you've got to stay close to the light if you don't want to get whacked, if you don't want to get tripped over by the roots, if you don't want to fall over the edge of the the track into the gully, you've got to stay close to the light. Jesus said, if you follow me, if you follow me, you will never walk in darkness. The other translation says, you won't have to walk in darkness. The light never fails. Jesus will never fail. But we've got to stay close to the light. If we're going to walk in the light, we've got to stay close to Jesus. We've got to follow him. If you're on the night walk and you see the light, walk like between the trees up in front of you, and it sort of disappears off to the left, you better go left. You better try and catch up. You better try and work out where he's going and follow the light. If Jesus says, run from temptation, if he says, run from sexual immorality, if he says, forgive, if he says, love, we better listen. If we want to stay in the light, we've got to follow Jesus. Jesus or we can end up walking in darkness if we want. We can choose to walk in darkness, and it talks about in the Bible that people who choose to walk in darkness because they don't want their life to be exposed. We can walk in the light, but we've got to choose to follow Jesus no matter what. Even when we don't want to obey that instruction to go and talk to that person who offended us, even when we don't want to go and talk to that person about the love of God, about, and, and try and bring some comfort to them in their grief. Jesus says, if you follow me, you will never walk in darkness. He says, if you follow me, you will have the light of life. We will have the light of life. Matthew 5.14 says, you are the light of the world. In other words, if we walk... With Jesus, if we follow Jesus, a disciple is a person who follows Jesus. If we are a disciple of Jesus, not only do we walk in the light, not only do we have the light in our life, but God gives the light to us to shine out of us to be the light of the world. I wonder how many of us know the song, This Little Light of Mine. This Little Light of Mine, I'm gonna let it shine. We are not. The light, But Jesus is the light and he's given his light to us so that we can shine for him. I don't know how many times on the way to school, myself and the kids, we, we sung that song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We may not feel like we have any great light. We may not feel like we're any amazing sign for God. But God help us let this little light shine for you it's god in me that changes people it's god in you that changes people it's god in you that shines light into their darkness and it doesn't matter how small that that little night light might be that little light can take away fear that little light can take away confusion it can bring clarity to what is true jesus said you are the light of the world he's called us to to follow jesus and let your light shine for the glory of God. I wonder, have you ever, maybe you've been been shown how to do something, maybe you're at school, maybe it was a Rubik's Cube, Uh, maybe it was a a Year 12 Maths Algebra uh, equation, and someone showed you how to do it, and you're like, yep, got it, I know how to do it. Or maybe they're showing you how to make a recipe, and you go, yep, that's all good, I don't need any more instruction, I've got it. And you go away and you're like, I can do this on my, on my own. I can do this. And you try and you fail dismally. It's like you've seen how to do it. You've, you've watched what to do. And you're like, yep, yeah, I can do this. I've got it. I've got to do it on my own. I'm going to show how amazing I am. And then you crash and burn. Has anyone ever had that happen? Yep, yeah, okay. Let's be honest. God didn't plan it that Jesus be the light of the world and we go, okay, that's how to do it. Yep, I've got it. I'm going to go do it. I-, I can do this on my own. Jesus said, it is better for you that I go away. He ascended to the Father so he would send the Holy Spirit to be our helper. We're not meant to try and be good on our own. We're not trying to, to just be some amazing light for God. We're to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're to listen To His Word, we're to listen to the Holy Spirit and follow Him. Not to make our own plans, but to follow Him. To listen to His voice and to shine for His glory. Back to John chapter 8. When Jesus says, I am the light of the world, the Pharisees get a little bit upset. They're not very happy with Jesus. They're saying, how can you say this about yourself? How can you say that you're the light of the world? how how dare you say these things? Your your voice means nothing, The, the opinion of one person means nothing, you know things need to be established by two or three witnesses. And Jesus says, this is paraphrase, Jesus says, this isn't my words, this is my Father's words, this is what my Father has declared, that I would be the light for the world. My Father has spoken it and I'm simply declaring it to you. And then they say, well, hang on, who's your father? Where's your father? What are you talking about? Who's this father of yours that that says you're the light of the world? And it gets to verse 9 and Jesus replies, Since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my father is. If you knew me, you would also know my father. Jesus shows us what his father is like. He shows us what God is like. Verse 23, Jesus continues, You are from below I am from above you belong to this world and I do not this is why I say that you will die in your sins for unless you believe that I am who I claim to be you will die in your sins that that sentence for unless you believe who I am who I claim to be some translations say for unless you believe that I am he but other some some scholars would say that actually you shouldn't even have the he. For unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. Because as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I am is the name God uses for himself. He says, I am who I am. And we talked about He is the foundation of all things. He is the ultimate truth. He is the ultimate authority. And unless we know that He is God, unless we know that He is I am, He is the foundation, He is the hope, He is the source, He is the one who holds everything together. Unless we believe that He is, we will die in our sins because we will never understand the truth that we need a Saviour. And His name is Jesus. Jesus says, unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. Jesus is the light of the world and without Him we stumble and we will fall in darkness. Jesus has come so that we would know God. Jesus has come so that we might know God in our life. His love, His forgiveness, His grace, His mercy. That His word would be a a light to our path, a lamp for our feet. Jesus has come that we might see the, the, the grace of God, that we would understand His forgiveness, that we would see what God is like. What an awesome privilege that we can know not just about God, but we can get to know God. We can have relationship with the living God, Yahweh. I am the foundation of everything, that we can know Him and talk with Him. Genesis 1, God says, let there be light, and there was light. God can bring light into any darkness. He simply has to speak, and He can do it in your life. Isaiah 9, verse 2 says, Those who walk in darkness will see a great light. And then it goes on a little bit later and it says, For a child is born to us, a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Jesus is the light of the world. God spoke in the beginning and the light came into being. Uh, not that Jesus was created, but Jesus brought light into the world. Isaiah 9 prophesied that said there was a son to be born who would Be a great light to to this world that we live in. Whoever you are, whatever darkness you face, whatever darkness you struggle with, whatever confusion, whatever fears, whatever anxiety, whatever situation you might be facing, God is able to bring His light into that dark place in your life. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, whether you're not a Christian, Jesus can come if you will ask Him in. You might have never prayed to God before, you might have prayed every day, but you've never seen breakthrough in that one area of your life. Maybe there's some relationship, maybe there's some situation that's happening. God is able to shine His light in that situation. It may not come in the way you expect, it may not come in the way, whatever, but God is able to bring His light into any situation. He alone is the light. You can try and find light in other things. You can try and find answers in other things. But Jesus is the light. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Not a light. He is the light. You know, I, I just caught the end of a conversation on uh, one of the morning TV news shows the other day. I was just getting a tally ready to record uh, Bananas in Pyjamas and just happened to see this. And uh, they're talking about what is Christmas all about. And I'm like, oh, this sounds good. And I, to be honest, I missed the first part of the conversation, but it was all about how do we get along with each other at Christmas. You know, the family gets together, there's this conflict, and it's like, what is Christmas all about? And it's the food and the family. And I'm thinking, oh, they're having a conversation about what is Christmas all about, and they seem to have no clue. Seriously. And then I went to a a concert somewhere. I don't want to upset anybody but it was a christmas concert and they sang christmas carols they had a a great fun time they go out christmas presents but there was no mention of jesus i'm thinking what does our world think christmas is about it's about the light of the world jesus who has come to save us from our sins without that we are in darkness and how deep that darkness is, if we think that darkness is the light. I think it's good for us to realize the context of this passage in John chapter 8. You see, the passage immediately before it is when the woman who's caught in adultery is brought before Jesus. This woman, this sinful woman, they bring her to Jesus and they, she's, she's thrown on the ground before him. And they say, what should we do with this sinful woman, and Jesus writes in the, in the dust, and, and eventually he says, because they're saying, the law says, says, stone her, what do you say, Jesus? And Jesus says, let the one who has never sinned cast the first stone, and gradually, one by one, they all file, out, file away, and Jesus is left there with this woman, and Jesus says, does, does no one accuse you? Does no one condemn you? And Jesus says, neither do I, go and sin no more. This woman who'd been been caught in her sin, Jesus says, go and sin no more. He, he doesn't tell her off, he doesn't give her a lecture, he doesn't come on the big heavy and say, now come on, you've got to get together. Because her sin had been brought into the light. Her sin had been exposed, it had been brought in front of Jesus. Jesus knew everything. She knew that Jesus knew, and she was totally exposed before Him. And Jesus just says, go and sin no more. We may feel stuck in our sin. We may feel stuck in the darkness we're in. But all we need to do is bring that into the light. We need to confess it. How do we How do we come into the light? We need to confess our sin. We need to confess the situation we're in. We need to surrender and say, God, I can't do this. I need you. We can't be our own saviour. We can't save ourselves from sin. We are not the light. He is the light. And if we'll come to Him, if we'll confess, if we'll surrender and say, God, work in this situation. Work in my life. He will come in. And He's the Prince of Peace. He's the bringer of joy. He is the comforter. He is our strength. He is the one who is able to help us in whatever we might go through. I just want to read. I'm just trying to decide. I'll read this one first. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. Sorry, my, I'll just ignore that. <laughs> in the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that His Word has no place in our hearts. If we confess our sin to Him, if we come to Him, acknowledge our need for him he will wash away our sin he will deal with our sin and we will be set free thank you jesus i just want to read one last verse i just asked if the band would come as i read this verse john chapter 3 reading on from verse 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen publicly plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. It's not that any one of us is any better than another. We're all sinners before God, but if we will admit our sin, if we will admit our struggle, if we will hand it over and say, God, I surrender. Help me in this. He will come in. He will come in. He is the bringer of light. He is the light. And I want to ask you this morning, if we can stand. I just want to pray. I don't want to ask you to surrender this morning. Maybe you've never prayed to Jesus before. Maybe you've prayed to Jesus every day of your life, unlikely. But come to Jesus, the light of the world, and let him shine in your life. God, we thank you for your love for us. God, we thank you that Christmas is truly a celebration that you have come. The light of the world has come that we don't have to live in darkness, but anyone who acknowledges their sin. Anyone who asks your forgiveness and turns and follows you can walk in the light. We have forgiveness from our sins, that we are set free from the power of sin and death, that we can have life for eternity because of you. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, for coming into those areas of our life where there's confusion, where there's fear, Lord, when there's been loneliness or isolation, anxiety, God, that you would bring your light. That God, we would know your presence. Lord, we would not be afraid. We would be anxious for nothing. We would come to you in prayer, day by day, moment by moment, that we would know your presence with us because we follow you. Thank you, Jesus. This morning as we sing, even before we sing, I want to encourage you just to lift your hands and surrender to God. Just to to do a physical thing and say, God, I surrender to you. I surrender. I handed over my life to you again. I hand over that situation to you, God. God, we surrender to you, Lord. We ask that you would be glorified through us, that we would not run in fear, but that we would run with joy to let this little light of ours, which is Jesus, shine through us. We ask, Lord, for boldness. We ask for strength, that you would be glorified through us even this week as we tell people, as we show them your love, as we tell them about your love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's just continue to surrender, to celebrate, and thank God for the victory we have as we sing this last song. Our care cards are going to be collected. If you'd like prayer for something that's going on in your life in particular, please feel free to come forward during this song. We're going to celebrate from the highest throne to the earth below. You lay down your life for the likes of us. Great is the love of our Saviour. Amen. Let's sing.